Hi, Karen. It, you're very welcome to this week's podcast. And over the years, I have seen your work and creating content, etc. And it's great to see all you've achieved. So now tell everyone about your business and how you help your customers. Thanks so much, Rosemary, for inviting me. Um, last few years have been absolutely crazy because I've been the person who found almost 10,000 ways of not doing business. So I've, I've been all sorts of things, trying to find the right track. And it was only last year, through an act of kindness with a friend, that I found my own true calling and my business suddenly started flourishing. So while everybody else was struggling, I was sort of... Uh, working Sundays because I had just had too much work which was crazy for me um, but what I do is I help people to self-publish their own books and um, get them out there so I, I do the formatting that's my sort of area of expertise um, I'm using Microsoft Word to create the, the book inserts and then show you how to set up the book covers and then sit with you and hold your hand as you go on to Amazon to actually publish your book and then get it live and then show you how to promote it as well so people actually start buying it. So it's, it's been a roller coaster, but it's been great, great fun. Brilliant. Now, when you're describing all of that, First thing is, lots of people want to write a book, but then all of a sudden they sit in front of a piece of paper or a computer and it's, where do I start? Writer's block, you know, they're all can be a huge challenge for someone creating a book. What, what's your advice to help people get started that overcomes the first challenge of getting started? I, th I think the, the first thing to do is actually get really, 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 really clear about what book you're planning to write. So my area of expertise is around planners and journals and habit trackers and things like that. So it's around what it is that your customers need, because you have to focus on the customers. What do they need? What do they want? Um, and how is it going to help them? You know? Um, once you can do that, you can then just start breaking it down. So I, I use mind mapping. So I take my book idea and I just mind map it out so that um, I break it down into small chunks and smaller chunks and the book almost writes itself. So I'm not an expert on writing novels or anything like that, but I do know that people think in terms of like a three-act play. Um, I read loads of murder mysteries, they always kind of follow that format so that you have the introduction of all the characters and the locations and their backstories and then you add in what's happening and then the transformation whether it's um has gone through a transformation personal transformation or whether it's someone who is um solving murder mystery so with the books i do it's a case of how can we create a structure within your book that helps people plan their day um keep track of the food that they're eating each day all sorts of stuff so it depends on what the client wants um, my, my job is just to put it into a format so that um, our first thing is just to clarify what it is you want because until you're you're sure about what you want we'll just go around in circles so we, we sit down and we get them to plan it almost on paper 
and what they plan on paper then I can turn into a Word document and then help them sort of really realise their, their vision of what their book should be. So in terms of writer's block, for me, it's, it's more a case of getting very, very clear about what you want to write to start off with, who your clients are, what their needs are, and then thinking about what it is you can do to help them and not centering yourself, using your own experiences and your own ideas to, to help them in a way that will transform their lives in, in whatever format that is, whatever your area of specialty is. Yeah, that makes that sense. sense. Now, yeah. what you're saying is working together and people have different routines and obviously you want to keep your project on track quite often you could I could imagine you could be working with a busy business person who only has so much time so yeah. how how do you manage it if say somebody said I want a book created in six weeks that you can work well with people to keep the project on track is there any tools or anything you would use to kind of help them see the work see the progress then if there is a roadblock that both of you can work together to sort it out to get back on track because things can happen. I think it depends on the book. Some some books I can do very, very quickly and some books have taken about six months to do um, in part because uh, what they thought they wanted wasn't actually what they wanted and that became clear on the journey as we worked together. Um, so, yes, I, I can do a book in a day, um, quite literally, I have done a book in a day. Um, but when you're working with other people, you have to keep their, their vision in mind of what it is. So, for me, it's about a bit of their book to start off with, and I have a template for that. Getting them to start off each different section of it, and then building up the appearance of it and building up the um, images that go with it to support so that it's on track with their own branding or their own existing brand. Yeah, and as well as that, when you're talking about images and everything, people can have very different tastes and obviously keep a project on track. It's very, very important to understand what people like and to leave less room for creative error, as I would call it. So what would your best tip? Because someone could have an idea of, they imagine what their book will look like, even the color of it, but they mightn't explain that very well for you to do the job. So how do you, can you, when you're looking after your clients, do you overcome those challenges that can happen? I think one thing that I do is I show them the possibilities because um, what I found with an awful lot of clients is they don't realise how much, you know, what we can do. So um, there's a couple of websites that I take them on to show them the sort of things that we could add into their book that they may not have even thought of or thought was possible or thought I could do because, um, you know, it just wasn't there. So, um, for example, with one client, we created a Christmas journal for children with special needs. 
and uh, there's a website I use and one thing they have is almost like little Christmas stamps. We just dotted those around the book and it just added another layer to the design of the book. So, so we just build it up in layers and each layer builds on itself and added a bit of unique to the book. But it's also always about bring book with their name on it and that's not what I want. I want them to take ownership of their own book yeah. because when they do that, then they're so proud of it. They will shout from the rooftop, this is my book. To me, it's about getting into their head and Showing them the possibilities so that it, they know that they're in safe hands and they can start imagining and then they can start thinking of even better stuff. Because once they realise the possibilities, then their creativity kicks in massively. And it is so amazing to see when somebody starts off with something big and then they realise the possibilities and it's just going way much bigger. Yeah. And um, something that's actually quite special. Yeah, and when people can yeah. see what they and, and I get so much joy. Yeah. And a unique person that it can't be copied because it is theirs. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. But it's so much fun seeing it and seeing their faces. That's That's the bit that I love. You know, seeing their faces as they publish their book, knowing all their ideas are just manifested now in front of them, um, and way better than they expected it. Yeah, very, very much so. Because, and then when they have a book and that's a success, then that can motivate them to think of other things, or maybe the next book. Um, they'll see different angles and everything, which is, which is so important. Now, when you're talking about them taking ownership, obviously, because when they take ownership, that will be very important to help them market it and build a loyal loyal audience um, that will be interested in their book and all. So have you any recommendations? Because at the end of the day, if you write a book, you do want to sell the book. Um, so have you any recommendations of how to build a loyal audience that, you know, if they write another book, will now want to buy the next book, for example? Absolutely. I think when you're doing a book, you have to do a book of quality. And it has to be a book that people want in the first place. So it's it's really focused on the customer and what will help them out. Because if you serve them a bad product, it's like going to restaurants. If you go to a place with bad steak, you're not going to come back and you're not going to recommend it. So for me, when you create a book, it needs to be a book that connects with people that they're going to tell their friends about. Word of mouth, especially for so important. Um, if you're part of a book group, 
um, you should tell people about it. But it goes back to the basics of marketing. You know, you know, there are how many billion people in the world? Only so many people know you, so you have to increase your visibility because otherwise only people who know you are going to buy your book. And you need to increase your visibility to increase the people. Now, if you wanted to um, sell more books, then you need to get onto the bestseller list very, very quickly. And to do that, you need a strategy in place. So when it comes to books, it's a bit like the X Factor. If you think about the X Factor, it's one long marketing track. Um, number one, so, and that the, the single is going to be released on a specific day. So with books, it's a case of tell people when the book is going to be ready, launch it so that people are aware it is and launch it on a specific date so that a lot of people buy it on that date so that bookstores like Amazon take notice of it that a lot of people are buying it at the same time and that will push it up into the chart okay and then if you get onto the new and interesting charts then more people will be aware of it because that's they start marketing for you but you have to create those sales to start off with and as I say it is like the the um the album charts and single charts where it's all about how many sales over a short period of time. Now, there are evergreen books where uh, they just have a, a lot of, a few sales. So if you Napoleon Hill, you know, that was published nearly a hundred years ago, but it's still bought today because the content hasn't changed and it's still relevant today. So it's a case of deciding whether you want to create a bestseller book that will have um, a quick impact or a bestseller book that will have longevity. And if you have a book with longevity, then you'll have more sales for a longer period of time as well. And actually on that topic, obviously if say you read a nice book um, and you really think it's great, you put a picture of it on social media and everything, and obviously that helps spread the reach of a book. Have you any recommendations for authors how they encourage people, they get people to share on social media, offline, however, because obviously that will help sales? Absolutely. So um, if you think about your book, then what you need to do is almost create a buzz about it. So one of the people I follow is Marie Forleo. And what she did is she started marketing her book six months before it was due to be published. Um, she had bonuses in there, bonus content in there. And she had people talking about it beforehand. So it's just creating that buzz beforehand. Um, it's creating shareable content so that people want to know more about it. Um, it's accepting, it's building up your email list so that people um, are on your email list, build a relationship with, that you can ask them then to share about it. Um, it's, it's using things like beta readers, so the people who are reading your book, proofreading it, editing it for you, giving you new ideas and giving them part of the ownership of the book um, so that they go out and say, this is a really good book, read it. 
Um, and it's, it's about creating stuff that they can share as well. So you, you kind of need to have a really good strategy behind it when, you, when you're doing this. Yeah, it, it, it make, makes sense because, you know, it's a huge commitment. As you said, you could be six months writing a book. So after doing six months of work, you don't want it falling flat because you actually haven't thought about the marketing, as you say, a strategy and, and put something in place to get to get the best sales that you possibly yeah. can. It, it, it's like everything. It, it's, it's like everything. You start with the end in mind. When you know what your goal is for your book, then you start with that in mind. If you want a bestseller book, then you have to think in terms of you need a lot of sales in a short period of time. How are you going to do that? So how are you going to do that? You need lots of people to know about it. So how are you going to get lots of people to know about it? And you need to have the content that you need to raise awareness of it. You need to get people onto your email list. You need to widen your social media platform. So it may be that you need to do some advertising. You may need to keep you know, start telling people what your book is about, start sharing um, things like the book covers, for example. You know, you can get your book covers out there and get people to help you choose the right book cover for your book. So that, you know, do you want it in the blue cover or the purple cover? You know, which one is that, you know, which one is best for you? And, and using social media and social media groups to actually um, involve people in the process so that it, they feel connected to the book, that they want it to do well as well. Yeah, it makes, makes sense. sense. Yeah. And when you mention the book covers as well, because as those saying says, a picture says a thousand words or whatever the phrase is. Yeah. yeah. So um, it's, it's the, your marketing. People say, don't. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, don't worry, Karen. Um, so, have you any tips, obviously, to, and to make as a professional branding and everything? And we all know on social media certain colors etc if we were, were marketing that way we'll get more attention and um, so have you any recommendations there of things you have done and um, that seem to to get extra attention etc <laughs> or to or anything that i i think um i've done everything that you shouldn't do so so my biggest recommendation for a book cover is get somebody else to do it for you yeah. because as good as you are and as good as you think you are you're not good enough to do it yeah. um the very first book i did was i think in about 2012 called uh, how to optimize your linkedin profile and I thought it was a great cover, and now I look back on it and I cringe because it is just so, so bad. Um, but when I started getting a professional person to do my book covers, that changed things. And you can see the difference yeah. in that between when I get someone who knows what they're doing to me trying to do it. Um, and I have someone who's really good that helps me, and she's not expensive. But my goodness, she's worth her weight in gold because yeah. she helps me to create something that people actually want to buy because people do judge book by the cover, you know. So you want it to be professional. You don't want it yeah. to look like um, somebody did it in the kitchen and 
doesn't know what they're doing because if if that's what the cover looks like if it doesn't look professional then their expectation of the book is that the book isn't professionally done that it hasn't been proofread it hasn't been properly edited that someone's just thrown together a book over a couple of weeks haven't edited it haven't invested in it to make it a good book they've just done it very quickly thrown it together and put it out there and people can recognize that yeah. you know you have to give people credit they want if they're going to spend the hard-earned cash especially these days it has to be something of quality and that gives them value yeah makes sense because all of us like any of us who create content when we were learning initially we thought things were brilliant <laughs> <laughs> with experience and reflection you say oh i couldn't have done that but on the other hand it's like riding a bike if we hadn't done the thing that wasn't quite so good and um, we wouldn't have got to the stage like you, your current books wouldn't be at the standard they are today if you hadn't <laughs> done that first book cover absolutely it's it's a process it's a natural process for all of us but it, it is and um, I'm, I'm a big fan of Tony Robbins and I, I went to his event last year and the one thing that I came around with or came back with is this whole need for continuous and necessary improvement yeah that whatever you do you need to make it better yeah so with it with a book keep going back to it and if you have a look at some of the very very best books that have been published the book that you're buying is something like the 20th or 30th draft of that book it has been so polished and every single line and word has been checked yeah and that you know that's that's what you're getting when you go with a publisher when you publish it yourself you have to get people in to help you do that because as good as you think you are with things like proofreading you know when you are reading your own book your brain can see exactly what it thinks it's going to see and it will completely miss the obvious so you have to get someone in who doesn't know the book at all who can go line by line and just check everything and look at each sentence each paragraph to see how can they make it better and it's drawing on their expertise because as good as you think you are you're never going to be as good as these people who it's just their job to do, you know. Um, when we lived in, in the UK, we used to go to a hairdresser in the town and that hairdresser was just, all they did was haircuts every single day. You just went in there on the spot and you it was done in about half an hour, but that's all they did every single day. But the thing was, as cheap as they were, they were the best because every single day, all they did was haircut, you know. So if you can get someone who is, it's their specialty, it's what they do, it's their bread and butter. You can get them to proofread your book, to edit it, polish it, make it the very best it can be and just keep going back and going back to it until until you can't say that this needs tweaking. That's at the point when it's ready to go. And to a certain degree, that may never happen. So you have to draw a point on it. But you're looking at several versions of your book before it's ready to go. And you have to keep going back to it and tweaking it and making it the very best that it can be. 
Yeah, because you really deserve really that. And um, because you need a different set of eyes, and even yourself, if you got up in the morning, you read something you wrote, and then you go off, you have your day, and then you read read it later. You could pick up mistakes you don't even see yourself. But I also totally agree with you about you don't see your mistakes when it is like even oh, if you yeah. practice doing something like if you're making a video or something and you make a mistake in a word if you then go and record it straight away again at the same yeah. time you probably make the same mistake at the same spot that's the way our brain <laughs> is worked <laughs> speaking from experience <laughs> um, so you have a choice of yeah. going, <laughs> so you won't do it again or you or you step back and then go and do it later so i agree with that they're great tips and great advice and thank you very much for that that karen and um wishing you and your business continued success in 2021 and it is really like as we're both connected on twitter i love seeing your books coming up on my twitter feed and all that you're doing thank you very much and for your time with this and thank you no I work for businesses who provide services, health, wellness, professional and startups. I design WordPress sites, I train and I create digital content. To learn more about me, visit digitalcontentmanager.ie. Why not book a 20-minute complimentary discovery call where we can have a chat and learn about each other's businesses and get to know each other. I'd like to wish you a very prosperous and healthy 2021 and thank you very much for listening to this podcast this is rosemary shocknessy from digitalcontentmanager.ie take care bye